Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Folk. This is your host, Selena Fox, and tonight we have a special program. We are observing Transgender Day of Remembrance. Transgender Day of Remembrance happens every year on the 20th of November. There are a variety of different memorials discussions, rallies, candlelight vigils, and other events that are not only held across the United States, but around the world to remember the transgender dead and to provide support to the living and to do some public education about transgender rights and issues. Joining me tonight is Brianne Ravenwolf, and in a little bit we'll also hear from Eldridge. And we will have a time tonight for our Caring and Sharing Circle, where those of you who are listening live will have the opportunity to call in and share a perspective, words of support, and experience. And our call-in number is 347-308-8222. I want to give thanks to the Pagans Radio, Pagans Night Radio Network, and to our Circle Radio team, David and Jeanette Ewing and Deborah Rose. And I want to give thanks to Witch School International that helps fund this radio ministry that happens every day during the week. And the Circle Sanctuary's night is Tuesday night. So I invite you to join us in this special podcast for Transgender Day of Remembrance 2018. Brianne is going to tell us a bit about TDOR, and also we will have a reading of the names of those who have died due to anti-trans violence and bullying. The Transgender Day of Remembrance, also known as TDOR, was started in 1999 by transgender advocate Gwendolyn Ann Smith as a vigil to honor the memory of Rita Hester, a transgender woman who was killed in 1998. The vigil commemorated all the transgender people lost to violence since Rita Hester's death 
and began an important tradition that has become the annual Transgender Day of Remembrance. The Transgender Day of Remembrance seeks to highlight the losses we face due to anti-transgender bigotry and violence. I am no stranger to the need to fight for our rights and the right to simply exist, which is first and foremost. With so many seeking to erase transgender people, sometimes in the most brutal ways possible, it is vitally important that those we lose are remembered and that we continue to fight for justice. In this year, the reporting period starts the first day of October of any given year to the last day of September, the current year. So that way we have everything as accurate as possible for the 20th of November. In the USA, this year, this period, we had 38 reports of death. And I will read the names of those now. Nikki, Janelle, and Request, 28, Laredo, Texas. London Moore Kennard, 20, Port Charlotte, Florida. Shante Tucker, 31, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Dejane Stanton, 24, Chicago, Illinois. Fontasha Bell, 18, Shreveport, Louisiana. Jamel Pierce, 9, Denver, Colorado. Casey Hoke, 21, Panoma, California. Sasha Garden, 27, Orlando, Florida. Dane Gray, 22, San Francisco, California. Dr. Laura Massey, 40, San Diego, California. Kathleen Christina James, 24, Jacksonville, Florida. Keisha Wells, 58, Cleveland, Ohio. Chloe Segal, 31, Portland, Oregon. Diamond Stephens, 39, Meridian, Mississippi. Antasha English, 38, Jacksonville, Florida. Gigi Pierce, 28, Portland, Oregon. Nino Fortson, 36, 
Atlanta, Georgia. Roxana Hernandez, 33, Milan, New Mexico. Name unknown, Dallas, Texas. Carla Patricia Flores Pavon, 18, Dallas, Texas. Grayson, 15, Columbia, South Carolina. Sasha Wall, 29, Chesterfield County, South Carolina. Chance Howell, 12, Bismarck, North Dakota. Amia Tyre Berryman, 28, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hope Verbeek, 17, Tampa, Florida. Felicia Mitchell, 45, Cleveland, Ohio. Carol Ray, 70, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Zachariah Fry, 28, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Tanya Harvey, also known as Kita, 35, Buffalo, New York. Celine Walker, 36, Jacksonville, Florida. Vicki Gutierrez, 33, Los Angeles, California. Krista Lee Steele Knutslian, 42, North Adams, Massachusetts. Rhiannon, 51, Englewood. Brandy Seals, 26, Houston, Texas. Brooklyn Brianna Stevenson, 31, Oklahoma City. Natalie Nigun, 22, Seattle. Candace Towns, 30, Macon, Georgia. And Stephanie Montez, 47, Corpus Christi, Texas. For this reporting period, there were 418 reported deaths of transgender people worldwide, including the 38 from the United States. Only the deaths that are reported are used. There are many, many more that go unreported each year. I will now read the names and how many died from each country that were reported. Australia, one. Bangladesh, one. Bolivia, two. Brazil, 
185, Canada, 1, Chile, 2, China, 1, Colombia, 22, Dominican Republic, 2, Ecuador, 1, El Salvador, 7, Fiji, 1, France, 2, Guatemala, 4, Honduras, 3, India, 7, Ireland, 1, Italy, 5, Mexico, 73, New Zealand, 1, Nicaragua, 1, Pakistan, 8, Paraguay, 3, Peru, 2, Philippines, 2, Portugal, 1, Puerto Rico, 1, South Africa, 3, Spain, 3, Thailand, 1, Trinidad and Tobago, 1, Turkey, 9, United Kingdom, 5, and Venezuela, 6. Peace for the dead, comfort for their loved ones, social justice transformation for society, for the world. On this transgender day of remembrance, may we work together for love, for inclusion, for safety, for equality, liberty, and justice for all. So mote it be. So mote it be. So we began this show with part of what was our memorial circle at Circle Sanctuary's temple earlier today. And we continue our observance of Transgender Day of Remembrance now with a circle of caring and sharing. We have joining me, Selena Fox, and trans woman and Circle Sanctuary community member, Brianne Ravenwolf, Circle Sanctuary minister in training, Eldridge, who's also been active with the Radical Fairies and has been an activist for LGBTQ rights for many years. Welcome, Eldridge. Thank you, Selena. Thank you, Bree. I find that uh, it's so important for us to take a moment to understand and to remember people who have passed, uh, people who have, who have passed who have been many times brutally murdered. Many times people try to extinguish their existence from the earth just because of who they are, because they represent something different, something misunderstood, something strange, something that is incomprehensible. And it's important for us to remember that in our religion of 
a pagan community that we understand the diversity of life in all of its forms and that oftentimes we need when we don't understand something rather than try to extinguish it that we try to elevate it that we try to honor it and try to remember it and learn the wisdom of being with people who are not like ourselves. For those of us who are LGBT, we have often understood that the overculture has provided a very unwelcoming world, not necessarily because of ill will, but from a basic misunderstanding of who we are from a lack of information and from a lack of empathy. Across all of the LGBT communities, one of the things that has that has rung true is getting to know us. And when you get to know us as people first, then you understand that we are complex. We are people who have uh, a connection with the divine and that we are more similar than we are different from those that are around us. Transgender Day of Remembrance allows us to focus on people who are two-spirited, people who are working to have an, uh, an understanding of their inner sense of self match their outer sense of self. And it's really a mystery. It's a mystery for those of us that are LGBT. Uh, There's a sense of awe. There's a sense of reverence. Uh, But oftentimes the misunderstandings and the tragedies around us lead to a sense of being othered. And I'm not sure if we necessarily understand the the terminology about being othered, but it's when we try to make distance between people and we don't understand their basic humanity. So I'm interested to hear from, uh, from Bree and from Selena about what it means to understand and, and how your understanding grew from understanding that there's an L, a B, a G, a T, and a gender nonconforming community. What is that unfolding of understanding, and how do you see the divine in that unfolding of understanding? Well, for well, for me, to be real honest, um, I've known Selena for quite a long time, but I uh, have not been open as a pagan it was hard enough being trans you know Uh, Mm -hmm. i've been open to my friends since about 2004 and totally open five years ago and i think the whole thing with with acceptability and when you have to hide not only what you are who you are and when you're dealing with a, say, a conventional, I'll use the word mundane for just because I like using it, um, but in a in a common sense, when you're dealing with people that are uh, of a certain type of religion, 
that may not be as open as we are. And from the first time I walked into, you know, the Circle Sanctuary on site, which is two and a half, maybe three years ago now, I was welcomed unconditionally. And to, to be honest, that was the first time I've ever hmm. been welcomed un, mm-hmm. you know, unconditionally. I mean, it's like, I think about it now, and I and I, I still get a little teary-eyed on it. Mm. And even though in Selena, you know, for quite a long time, it was like I chose because of what I was doing in business and everything, just not to get involved. And I thought, well, you know, I'm hiding this, and then I'm hiding that. And finally, it got to the point of I don't know, two and a half, three years ago now, where I says, you know, enough is enough. I mean, I don't care. I mean. It's just I'm tired of hiding, um, and I've got a community that supports me. And I'm also a UUA uh, member of a uh, free-thinking congregation in Wisconsin, which isn't totally as open as I would have liked, let's put it that way. Um, And I think it depends on a different – I'll just use the word churches, um, although we're a fellowship. I think it just is a – I don't know the when you when you talk about a welcoming community, the only one I've ever ever run into has been Circle Sanctuary. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been around a lot of different groups. Most of them are pretty open. Circle is very very open. The thing that um, I think we as Circle members have better than most is that Selena in all of her justice and liberty um, leanings and everything has made it pretty obvious through communications that, you know, we are to be, well, not just misgendered, but also not to be misused or bigoted or anything like that as a trans person. And I think that's important. And to me, the others... Personally, the others for me could mean, why don't we just get rid of the gender and just have others, you know? Why can't we all be human beings? And that to me is pretty important, you know? Hmm. And to be honest, with a lot of the trans people out there, most of the ones that I associate with now are pagan or very involved in transgender violence. Um, We have Mika down in North Carolina. We have Anna, uh, Jane Metcalf. These people work with us every day. I'm also a moderator on trans violence news on the internet. And we see this this stuff every day where horrendous stuff. Some uh, I, I would not even, you know, I read the names and I know how some of these people died and it's just incredible that a human being can do that to another human being. You know, I just, um, to me, it's, it's just horrendous. And I don't understand why we all can't learn about other cultures, about other people, and honor the different diversities like we do at Circle with Selena and, and you, Eldridge. You know, the divine is one, the divine is many. I mean, what's wrong with with the world where we can't honor a divine. And then 
apply those principles, you know. And, you know, why can't we love our brother, our sister, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it, for me, it's pretty simple, but I guess it's not as simple as it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometimes it's, it's yeah, not even before Circle Sanctuary came into being, um, it it has its roots in the civil rights movement for racial equality, um, the movement for creating a sustainable world, Earth Day 1970, um, the movement for equality, gender equality. On the movement for racial equality back in the 1960s, and as one of those that helped birth Circle Sanctuary, clearly I am one of those boomer activists that is continuing to be an activist, um, and I see even a deeper layer from the social action and the social justice work, really looking at the divine as a great oneness, but a multiplicity both. And I, I do think as we consider divinity, we consider love, we consider that as a dimension within every human, with the whole world, um, certainly um, plants and creatures and the whole environment, seeing the interconnectedness, seeing the worth of us all being in relation with each other. I see that Transgender Day of Remembrance is an opportunity to focus a spotlight on what's happening with trans people, what has not only happened in the past year in terms of death by violence, death by murder, death by suicide, but also it's an opportunity to be able to talk about diversity and to do some education about this reality in the larger world that we're part of. And most importantly, being able through caring and sharing, to find ways to connect and to collaborate to work for a better world, to work for a world where each person, each being can unfold, can bloom in their own way and be part of the beautiful garden of diversity that's part of life here on this planet and beyond. So my question for each of you um, has to do with looking at Transgender Day of Remembrance, uh, some of your understandings of how it's being observed, um, not only this year, but um, here right now, but, you know, in the past. Um, Bree, you've been doing Transgender Day of Remembrance as part of your work to counter uh, trans violence, um, to yes. awareness of that. So um, share a bit about what does Transgender Day of Remembrance mean to you, and how is it observed? 
Well, for me, what it means is that we lift up, we honor the spirit um, and the love for the people that have so violently left us. And the, the tragedy that I've seen with the work that I am involved with is that what could have happened if these people would have lived and I try to do as much education as I can along with some of my other fellow trans people that are dealing with this stuff every day but it is very very important to remember this so we don't forget it It, in relationship I, I, I tend to think a little bit on, on a smaller scale of similar to the Holocaust in a way. I mean, if we don't remember these people who have died by their own hand or violent murder, then who will? And generally, it's the trans people that are really at the forefront of dealing with this. Um, On the two trans violence sites I'm on with Facebook, we have some very, very good administrators. Uh, I've been privileged to be a moderator on one. And this is something that our administrators deal with every single day. And you can't get it out of your mind. I mean, even when I was reading the names tonight and at Circle earlier, it's just I've seen pictures of these people that have that have died. And sometimes they will flash into my brain. And the only way I can see to enhance this is through the education that we are human beings. We're just a little different. And a lot of people, including people my age, don't understand that. So that to me is a real problem, and I try to solve it through education, um, you know, in, in that regard. So to me, that's why it's important. Also, in the past years, It's becoming more and more through the educational thing where we're starting to see churches, mainstream churches, not just the Unitarians, but mainstream churches um, do a anniversary celebration as a maybe or event of the Transgender Day of Remembrance as well. So it's just it's coming to the forefront more and more and more, especially with social media. Um, Selena, you emailed me an article where um, there was a VA, I believe, in Virginia that honored um, the Transgender Day of Remembrance uh, recently. And to me, that's really, really important that we see we see this in the in the military, the veterans, and and everything like that. I mean, I look at Fort Hood, Texas, for instance. They've had a, a group down there of Pagans now for, for what, like 20 years, I believe. Yeah, we and, celebrated the 20th anniversary of the Fort Hood Open Circle last year. I was down there yeah. for the celebration. Circle Sanctuary is the um, the endorser, the sponsor of that Pagan Open Circle. So, I mean, I, I, I see it more and more and more every year where we're starting with, the, especially with the social media, where we're starting to see people that that weren't even aware that this existed, the Transgender Day of Remembrance. So I am heartened in that respect um, that 
it's starting to come to the forefront and go from there. Uh, Eldridge, I know you've been involved with your radical theories and things too. Mm -hmm. What's your perspective on that too? Mm -hmm. Well, well, thank you, Bree. I think that it's important to realize that across the nation and across the world, people are beginning to understand the uh, transgender community. We may know of one or two individuals, but we need to counterbalance what an individual is experiencing and going through. Some people come out as transgender much later in life. Um, They can come out at 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years of age. And I personally know of five families in in my networks uh, across the Mid-Atlantic of five children that are coming out at around six and seven and eight years old that have a sense Mm -hmm. of themselves as transgender. And the individual's experience is very unique and is worth understanding from an individual perspective. At the same yeah. time, go ahead, Bree. Yeah, I can I can uh, testify to that. I knew that I was different. There wasn't a word for transgender back then, but I knew I was different at age five. And mm-hmm. back then, you know, because I'm I'm 75 years old, I got beaten pretty bad for that every time that, that would occur. And I have been um, blessed to see some young trans people, um, even in Madison. I've met one through one of our circle members who is five years old, this, this young trans mm-hmm. trans trans girl, I will say. Yeah. And um, it's been really um, phenomenal for me when I first went to PSG and started to find that there was a whole lot more trans people out there, but some that are still questioning. Um, And that's where we come in with the gender nonconforming part too, because I've seen some that thought they were trans and, you know, one year they would be a trans man and the next year they would say, well, I'm not sure what I am. So I think I I use Mm -hmm. the word, the Q is questioning. And I think, Mm -hmm. I have also, I have friends who didn't realize they were trans until they were in the 60s. Uh, One of them was 61 or 62, I believe, in Madison. Mm -hmm. And so it it does run run the the ballpark, Mm -hmm. as it may be. Right. And you see so many people who have been outed and outed by their family or outed to their family where they've been kicked out of their homes and they're homeless. And a lot of that is responsible because of that cause. A lot of these people are being killed because of that. And yeah. they have no place to go. Right. Or they mm-hmm. can't get good medical care. And I think a lot of stuff needs to be fixed in this country. And, you know, I say people say, well, why do you do what you do? I am not afraid of anything anymore. And I will do what I can to spread that word. So, yeah, right. I, I, but I, I have also found out, Eldridge, that 
I am more inclined to deal with the pagan trans community than I am the regular worldwide community Mm -hmm. because I can understand the pagan trans and gender nonconforming people better than I can say the general population. Right. Right. Yeah. It has to do with acceptability. Go ahead. And, and that, that acceptability begins with the individual and in our communities, in our families, in uh, our cities, in, in our schools, we know that individuals are, are coming to an understanding of themselves. And to come to an understanding of yourself is sacred work. And we need to support individuals where they are and uh, protection and the sense of um, an understanding of them as an individual, a sense of respect, mm-hmm. uh, wherever they are in their individual journey. At the same time, our larger community organizations, um, Selena had asked a question about uh, how observances are happening. And in some cities, like in Philadelphia, here in Washington, D.C., in many places in, uh, across the nation where there's an, a large LGBT community, the, the municipal authorities, the cities are beginning to create Transgender Day of Remembrances for the general citizens. At the same time, churches are doing that work. Tonight here in Washington, D.C., the Metropolitan Community Churches in D.C., um, they're an LGBT denomination, uh, of, of course, are, are, are having an observance. But there are people who are afraid of religion or who have been hurt or burnt by religion. And so secular observances are also appropriate where we remember people in society and those often become interfaith services. So Gender Day of Remembrance has been observed at Circle Sanctuary and in many communities, in many pagan communities uh, across the nation and across the world. We are all in a process of evolution. The most important thing is coming together and having a sense of the sacred and a sense of support for individuals and embracing people as a part of our community. Uh, I'd like to ask uh, Selena if you could talk a little bit about how the pagan community has grown over the years to expand their understanding from L or G or B to the transgender community. What has that evolution been like? Well, I think with pagans, there's been multiple um, opportunities to think about how visible to be. Uh, Paganism itself is still not fully uh, visible because there is persecution and discrimination against pagans in different parts of the world and different parts of the U.S. So one of the things that I've observed within the larger pagan community has been a growing willingness on the part of pagans to be out as pagans 
in the larger society and within the larger pagan community as we become more connected with each other there has been a growing willingness of people to share different dimensions of their own identity with each other certainly the pagan spirit gathering community PSG, which came into being with a prototype gathering at summer solstice back in 1980, we had as a foundational principle welcoming, being welcoming and inclusive. Over the years, increasingly, we have had pagans of many different paths, spiritual traditions, walks of life, gender identification, sexual orientation, and um, all sorts of ages and places of origin um, come together. And uh, one of the wonderful things that I've seen happening, not only within the pagan spirit gathering community, but paganism as a whole, has been a willingness on the part of many pagans to really take a look at the diversity in nature and the diversity within our own community and to do some education around it. Certainly in the early days of the pagan revival back in the 1950s and into the 60s, there was some strong emphasis on connecting with the divine as a great mother as well as a great father. And certainly those are important parts of nature religion um, across the ages. But one of the things that's happened within the last few decades has been to also look at calling on the divine that goes beyond gender, that includes both genders, and some scholarship that has actually looked into mythology and lore and sacred forms and to take a look at gender as a spectrum rather than two distinct um, forms of gender. And I think that has um, encouraged different kinds of rituals to emerge. Um, for many years at Pagan Spirit Gathering, we had uh, many rituals open to people of all genders, all ages, big community rituals, but we've also had the women's ritual and the men's ritual each year, and um, we have added now an all-gender ritual on um, the night where we have the women's ritual and the men's ritual which gives people even more choice. So within our community, it's not a matter of having to pick sides on an issue, having to do with how gender is defined, but to increasingly, increasingly be more inclusive. And certainly, um, as we've looked at passage rights into the elder years, uh, Bree uh, made Pagan Spirit Gathering history by <laughs> having her coming of age into the seniorhood, 
with our first seniorring ritual, which acknowledged her journey in life as a man and as a woman and now as a two-spirit. So that's <laughs> been some changes I've seen, not only within the circle sanctuary um, dimensions of larger paganism, but paganism as a whole, and there's many more people now aware of gender spectrum and have come to these gatherings that bring together people from so many different paths um, to be able to connect and um, create community. And I do think um, people being open about their identity and finding common ground to be together really helps um, education and it helps normalize the fact that nature itself, herself, himself, is a great spectrum of diversity. I do think, and this is Eldritch, um, yeah. I do think that, that we are in a wonderful place, furtive and uh, open place, of allowing ourselves the the grace and patience and openness to consider this new reality. It's not that transgender people are new to this society. People who are LGBTQIS, all of that alphabet soup, have always been in all societies. It's just that we have chosen to not remember them. And across all of our traditions, we can find people who find people who have been a part of history, and we can look at the pantheons and the mythologies across the world and find that we've been there all along. The stories just haven't been told. So we're in a very opening time of coming to understand each other, to respect each other, and to revere each other for another glimpse of the divine. And when we approach each other as another glimpse of the divine, we're not... uh, likely to vilify each other or want to, and this may be a strong term, but not want to annihilate someone because that's what's been happening. Um, In Transgender Day of Remembrance, we often think of uh, glorifying and honoring our ancestors, but the harsh reality is not only have transgender people been been killed and slaughtered, but they have they have had this experience in some of the most inhuman ways possible. It's not just a a a, a death that is uh, a natural death. That there has been an incomprehensible sense of violence that goes along with this. That People are trying to send a message to other people, do not be like this. And that's where the strength and the resolve and the importance of having allies 
of people who understand the humanity of people who will stand up and say, this has to stop in society and that we're looking for a new day. Uh, it takes a position of strength, not only for the trans community, but for allies to speak out that society has to change. And that is sacred work. I agree. And I know in helping to give birth to the pagan spirit gathering community and being part of the process of those foundational principles in which we create community, one of the things that I have seen that to what I call my ongoing social psychology um, experiment in terms of community <laughs> creation and living by actually living together for a week, creating a magical pagan village in a natural location and living according to some common ground principles that includes the welcoming of each other, the acceptance of each of us as we each in our own way blossom, self-actualize, uh, become our deepest, most self. By having that experience, uh, being in a community founded on love and acceptance, that that in itself is socially transforming, to actually be in a place, in a natural environment, in creating community, and truly being able to be oneself in a social situation is a very powerful experience. And for many people, they have said that really has made a difference in their day-to-day -day life to be able to go back into their daily lives with the memory of being part of a community where they truly can be holistically themselves. And I do see that having convergences, not only gatherings, conferences, rallies, educational events, and events such as Transgender Day of Remembrance, where we shine a light on particular issues particular dimensions of diversity, that that can help us weave together a pattern of being for ourselves individually and collectively that can have ripple effects and create a foundation for not only the future, our future, but for generations to come. One other thing to share is a book that came out in 1985, Another Mother Tongue by Judy Grant. And one of the reasons I mentioned this is it was one of the first books that I encountered that really collects lore from cultures, spiritual traditions across the ages about gender and sexual orientation diversity. I think we need to have more books in which we take a look at the um, ways that humans have created stories, have created legends, have had icons that represent that diversity. We not only 
have this rich heritage, but it's important to be able to give it form, to be able to lay the groundwork for future generations. Um, so that's, that's a resource I thought I would share. And certainly it's my hope as we move in, ahead in the 21st century and 22nd century and beyond that we will continue to be able to create ritual forms, sacred um, ways of being, sacred art that celebrates the love that is interconnecting us all. Well, Very well put. Two <laughs> moments left in our time together, and I invite um, Bree for you to share some closing words and you, Eldridge. I'm very thankful the three of us have been able to um, create a circle of caring and sharing tonight. Um, Bree, what are some things that you would like our listeners who are listening live as well as those who will be listening later um, to take from our circle tonight? I, I think that what what's important to take from this circle is the spiritual um, needs of people that are different. And I think if people can realize that it's it's I'm on a spiritual journey, okay? And I never realized that it would go as far as it has until I, you know, came full circle to Circle Sanctuary. And to me, it's, it's more important that all of us remember we have to love ourselves before we can love anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. And to me, I learned that, I don't know, five or six years ago, and that's when I basically came out as pretty much everything. Um, but I think we have, to, we have to remember that first we have to love ourselves. Then we can help other people. But it's not just about, or as a friend of mine told me a long time ago, it's not just about you. And it isn't. It's about us. It's about us as a spiritual community and growing in that spirit and soul that, that will eventually have a healing effect. And, and that's my take on it. It is all about healing and spirit as one. And that's where I like Selena's ideas of divine as one, divine as many, because, you know, it, it, all, it all has to come together. It can't be a singular thing. It has to be community. And that's what I get out of not only Circle Sanctuary and and PSG, but connectivity with people not just like myself, but people in our community, in our tribe, as we say. That's my take on it. So Mm. go from there. (laughs) I've enjoyed this, by the way. Thank you, Selena. Well, thank you. And, and Eldridge, what are some things that um, you would like people to take from our circle tonight and, mm. and reflect on? Great. Uh, thank you, Selena, and thank you, Bree. I, I do think that we all um, need to 
to take a, a moment to consider how our lives can be enriched. I know my life has certainly been enriched by understanding transgendered people in my community and understanding their strength and their leadership. And it encouraged me and taught me things in many different ways. And uh, I'd like to offer uh, a prayer that comes from uh, Sunshine Jeremiah Wolf, who is a a reverend and uh, a congregational field staff for the Central East Region in the UUA, the Unitarian Universalist Association. Um, I'm always surprised at the connections we find. And uh, Reverend Wolf is uh, from my neck of the woods in Western Pennsylvania. And I'm amazed that transgender people, just like LGBT people, are everywhere, everywhere we turn if we just look. But this is a prayer from uh, Reverend Wolf. Uh, It's called the Transgender's Day of Remembrance Prayer. And so if we would take a moment to take a breath and just consider this prayer. On this Transgender Day of Remembrance, we remember those who have been murdered, murdered for being who they are those who face violence on a daily basis, those who have lost loved ones, and those who worry for their loved ones. Time, when we cease to shame children around gender roles and gender expression, where we allow for freedom and exploration of identity and expression, and to a world that operates from love, especially when things are difficult and confusing. May all of us who live with the threat of violence find support, strength, community, hope, and safety from violence. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be. That was was beautiful, Eldridge. Thank you. Well, I want to thank there's so yeah. many resources out there, and I know that David will post some links to uh, resources in the description of the program tonight. Thank you, Selena, for bringing us together. Well, thank you, Eldridge, for being part of our Transgendered Day of Remembrance Circle of Caring and Sharing. Thank you, Bree, for being part of this circle tonight, as well as our memorial Earlier today at the Circle Sanctuary Temple, I want to thank everyone who um, has listened live and be listening later. And I'd like to conclude by inviting um, you all to go to the Circle Sanctuary website, and you will find under our work, there's a section on interfaith work. And we see that our Transgender Day of Remembrance is part of our international interfaith events work that we do. And we are a pagan center, but we do our Transgender Day of Remembrance 
in a way that <clears throat> we welcome people of all religions, spiritualities, and philosophies uh, to take part and in terms of honoring the dead and supporting their loved ones and supporting living trans people, it goes across belief systems, across national boundaries. We have on our Transgender Day of Remembrance page some additional information. We have Circle Sanctuary's inclusive list policy, and we have a resource called How to Be a Trans Ally. And over time, we'll be adding some additional information to that page. We have the tdor.info link um, there that um, will give you even additional information. And the Unitarian Universalist Association has a resource page that has a variety of prayers and ways to create a Transgender Day of Remembrance event. That's an excellent resource. And earlier today, we decided we would see if our Internet connectivity at Circle Sanctuary Temple was <laughs> to live stream our uh, ceremony today. And, and we were able to live stream it. You can tell that we don't have true broadband, but you can pretty much see our, our service, and that's at the Circle Sanctuary Community main Facebook page. So thank you all for being part of our Transgender Day of Remembrance Observance. And we invite you to stay tuned to Circle Talk, which is Circle Sanctuary's other weekly podcast. And I invite um, David Ewing to let us know what we have um, coming up on Circle Talk. Good evening. Hello. David Jeanette here. And hi, Jeanette. Hello. Hey, and happy Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving is coming up. Yes, it is. And so tonight, what are we doing tonight? We're doing a replay. Of a Thanksgiving ritual. Right, that we did uh, a few years ago. Hmm. A chance to do some giving of... That's wonderful. That's great. That's great. For a wonderful um, ritual. And then next week, um, um, there will be even more Thanksgiving. I'll share some words. We're going to keep the Thanksgiving spirit going and the powers of Thanksgiving. And wish everyone um, a good evening. So stay tuned for. Circle Talk and the Thanksgiving ritual. Thanks again. Thank, Thank you, you, too. We appreciate it. <laughs> Blessed be. Blessed be. One spirit in the dark, like a candle wavers. Many spirits joined as one. Burn with the power of the blazing sun.
community, the circle empowering you and me. The circle binds yet sets us free. In the goddess name, so mote it be. And welcome to Circle Talk Radio, a production of Circle Sanctuary's radio ministry program. Join us here every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern, following the Nature Folk Program with the Reverend Selena Fox, as we discuss various topics of interest to the pagan community. Circle Talk Radio is hosted on alternating weeks by Circle Sanctuary Ministers Jeanette and David Ewing and Circle Minister Deborah Rose. And before we begin, we would like to express our thanks to the Witches School International and their Pagan Tonight Radio Network for allowing us this opportunity to reach the community. For more information about Witches School, please visit them on the web at www.witchschool.com. And for more information about Circle Sanctuary, please visit us on the web at www.circlesanctuary.org. Good evening. Tonight's episode of Circle Talk is an encore presentation from November of 2014, where Circle Ministers Jeanette and David Ewing led a ritual focused on giving thanks in this Thanksgiving season. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy evening before Thanksgiving! (laughs) (laughs) I know, a little early. This is David and Jeanette. And we are here tonight. Uh, We're going to uh have a thanksgiving ritual um we've done similar things in the past when uh this show was in its uh previous incarnation as uh pagan warrior radio and one of the things that we think is important is being able to reach out to people who do not otherwise have a big uh, network of people to connect with and are otherwise um, not engaged with a lot of other folks. Right, isolated or, you know, where you might be located someplace where there really isn't anybody else to do anything with. So what we started long ago with the uh, the Pagan Warrior Radio was um, regular on-the-air rituals like we're going to do tonight. So you can listen in, you can download it later on and, you know, download it to your iPod or your iPad or your your phone or your music device of MP3 player of, of choice. And, you know, when you have some time where you can sit quietly for 45 minutes or so and visualize joining the ritual and experiencing uh, things that way, at least, you know, it's a way to connect when you're not able to connect with others in person. So we, uh, yeah, we've, we've been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah, and so for tonight... Um uh, what we're going to be doing is doing a a brief ritual that will include a visualization uh, to aid people in connecting with those things that uh, they are thankful for, things that they've accomplished, uh, you know, just anything that's really uh, a big gain or source of abundance or anything like that in their life. So... Uh, we thought we would start off by talking just a little bit about the uh, the roots of Thanksgiving here in America, and uh, it actually has some European roots. Mm-hmm. 
some pagan roots, uh, certainly other multicultural roots as well, so that now here in the 21st century there are a lot of uh, different sources um, that really kind of melded together to create the traditions that people celebrate with American Thanksgiving. Right. You know, and we all hear about the story of the pilgrims getting together with the Indians and doing a big Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, when we see visualizations of that, we see the turkey and and the trimmings that we're used to seeing on our tables nowadays. And, you know, we, 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 we learned last night during Selena Fox's Circle Craft Studies, as she discusses too, that, you know, a lot of the foods that we have nowadays uh, for Thanksgiving weren't common or didn't exist in that area, the Plymouth area, at the time, when they would have done this Thanksgiving after the the end of a first har- their first harvest, you know that first that first couple of years were really rough for the for the folks that settled over here. Um, There's a lot of illness, a lot of um, hardship, and and you know to to get to the end of a harvest season was a a thing to celebrate, and it goes on today. To you know some communities have harvest festivals and things. That where they celebrate harvest, it's not Thanksgiving, but it's a celebration of the harvest that is kind of transmuted into these uh, modern celebrations, aside from our regular traditional November Thanksgiving. Right, and here in the United States, there are many parts of the United States that tend to have, especially in the middle of the country, in the south, places where there is still a large agricultural focus, that... um, Counties will have their county fair mm-hmm. and and or a separate annual harvest festival. Many towns and counties and smaller areas of the United States still to do that to this very day, and it tends to fall over the months of anywhere from August into, like, the middle of October. And so I know tomorrow is supposed to be officially uh, the first shopping day of Christmas, uh, this time of year for us as pagans is still late fall. Um, We've just celebrated Samhain. It's the dark time of the year, but it's not the darkest time of the year. And so this becomes a really good time to do some reflective work. And that's why we thought it would might be uh, an mm-hmm. appropriate thing right now to uh, have a ritual that people can listen to live on the air or listen to as a podcast anytime later on. You don't have to do it at Thanksgiving, certainly, uh, but this is a good time of the year to be doing it, to uh, uh, do a, something uh, that Selena calls as the, what she call it, the gratitude attitude. Right, we're going to we're going to adopt our gratitude attitude and give thanks for the things that we've received this year. Um, so, you know, and it can be anything that you might be thankful for. You know, just continued good health, or a new job, a new car, a new loved one in your life, a new child has entered your family. Um, you know, we can give thanks for so many things. Um, the return of a family member from overseas, especially for members. For families who have people serving in the military, you know, they, this, this is a good time to be thankful for the return of or the continued safety of their loved one who's, who's serving in the military. You know, so a variety of things that you can be thankful for, and it's really one of those things that can, that can 
really be a long list if you sit down and really think about it and kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, so definitely this is something you can do. Um, you can download it later on and connect with on your own, in your own time, in your own space. Uh, we have some. We have a little altar set up, and we have a candle, a central candle set that we made from the wax remnants from when we coordinated the labyrinth this past Samhain at Circle Sanctuary. We had candles set out, and the candles that were used, we melted those down and added some more wax and made a central candle for this. So tonight we're using a central candle that is made from this honoring ancestor candle wax that, that was used at, uh, that was left from the little tea lights at Circle Sanctuary Samhain. So we have that to connect with, to connect us with Circle. Uh, we have a small altar with a couple of candles for God and Goddess. We're going to call the quarters. Uh, we're going to have a visualization, and during that we'll have a drum beat to keep us in time and kind of keep us rooted in our in our space and time, and, uh, you know, to as we give thanks for things. You know, and, and the American Thanksgiving is a fairly modern um, celebration. It's we kind of did some research on this and you know looking things up the history of things, and it really wasn't set to be the uh, third Thursday, fourth Thursday, fourth Thursday, fourth yeah. Thursday. <clears throat> I mean that's a fairly recent thing. That was back in um, in the 40s when it was established as the fourth Thursday of the month was in the 1940s. But there has been national Thanksgivings have been proclaimed since the 1770s. 1777 was the first time that a national Thanksgiving was proclaimed. And it, it kind of came and went, and it was, you know, the states had their own dates and would do their own thing, and each president had to proclaim a national day every year um, for many years. And a lot of, for a lot of the time, it was the fourth, it was the last Thursday of the month. And then uh, Franklin Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, moved it to the third Thursday of the month to extend the Christmas shopping season. And in response to that, Congress responded by permanently establishing it as the fourth Thursday of November in 1941. So this is, you know, why we celebrate Thanksgiving in America on on this particular day. Um, but as pagans, we tend to celebrate Thanksgiving throughout the season. It's more of a season for us. We've talked about that with other groups and stuff too. How we we start at Lunasad with giving thanks to the harvest. That's usually the first harvest celebration that we do when we start giving thanks to the harvest and, and giving thanks at the beginning of August. And for many pagans, it, that season lasts until the end of November here when we're we're finally wrapping up from the year of our of our gains for the year and getting ready to hunker down for the winter and uh, prep for, prepare for next year. So we're going to sort of close out our Thanksgiving season tonight with this with our ritual tonight. So <clears throat> Okay. So uh to get ready for this and prepare for this, uh just take a few moments to center yourself and take some deep breaths and one of the things we will be incorporating in this ritual also is a singing bowl right So, when you are ready, close your eyes, and in the sacred space of wherever that is in your home, visualize a bright light 
shining around you, above and below you, extending into the earth below. And think about that light as a center for you, as a source of warmth, as a symbol of the hearth fires that will keep us warm this winter. And through that bubble of bright, warm, protective light around you. Extend and visualize a ray of bright light going out, traveling through the walls of your home, into the cosmos, so that it stretches and connects through time and space, connecting all of us who are here in this immediate time and those who will be listening in the future. And visualize those lights, those rays of light connecting in a web that joins us all for this sacred purpose. Blessed be. Blessed be. And we will turn our attentions to the east, to the home of the rising sun. And we welcome spirits, elementals, and guardians to this space and this place. Spirits, elementals, and guardians of the east and air. Source of intellect. Source of wisdom. Home of the flying things, large and small. We ask that you send us your blessings of introspection and wisdom. As we receive your messages on the winds, 
spirits, elementals, and guardians of air and east, we welcome you. And we turn our attention to the south, home of the noonday sun, the sun shining so bright, the source of warmth, that energetic source that allows all the plants to grow and thrive on Mother Earth. So we ask the elementals, spirits, and guardians of the south and fire to be with us. Lend us your energies of compassion. Lend us your energies of motivation. Lend us your energies of creativity. And keep those hearth fires burning bright in our homes and within us. Spirits, elementals, guardians of the South, home of the creatures of the desert lands of the South and the warm places, the lizard, the salamander, the snake, the coyote, Be with us, be within us. Spirits, elementals, and guardians of the fire and south, we welcome you. And we turn our attention to the west, to the home of the setting sun the home of the salmon of wisdom, to the sea creatures large and small. And we welcome the elementals, guardians, and spirits of the west and water. Water, that source of life, for all living things. From the deepest lakes and oceans to the smallest streams and brooks. The source of compassion, the source of healing that source of intuition, that source of the deep consciousness 
we ask that you be with us and that you send us your messages of love, compassion, and healing for others in our lives, those that we know, those that we do not know during this time, this dark time of the year. Spirits, elementals, and guardians of the West and water, we welcome you. And we turn our directions and we face the north. Home of the things, large and small, that burrow deep in the earth for their winter hibernation. Home to the great stag, to the buffalo. to the Timberwolves of the North. And we welcome and ask the spirits, elementals, and guardians of the North and Earth here to our circle. Home of stability, source of strength, source of our physical wealth and our physical health. Source of Mother Earth, that which sustains all living things. We ask that you be with us, be with us, within us, to guide us, to lend us your powers of strength and stability that will see us through this dark time of the year. Spirits, elementals, and guardians of the North and Earth, we welcome you. And we welcome our ancestors to this circle. Those ancestors that we greeted and honored and connected with the short weeks ago during Samhain. We ask ancestors to join us, to be with us, and to watch over us on this night as we give thanks and during the wheel of the year. Ancestors of many names and from many cultures, we welcome you.
And we welcome the goddess of this dark time of the year. We welcome to this circle Caridwin. Caridwin and her great cauldron of wisdom. Dark goddess, crone goddess, goddess of introspection, goddess of wisdom, we ask you to be with us, to be within us, to watch over us, to guide us, and to help us remember those things that we are thankful for during this time of the year and every day. Great dark goddess, crone goddess, Caridwin, we welcome you. And we turn and we raise our arms and our awareness and we welcome in the Divine Masculine. At this time of the year, we call upon Kernanos, the Horned God, the God of the Forest, the Protector. We call and ask for his strength and protection during our time of thanksgiving and as we move in to the darkest and coldest time of the year we ask for his guidance and wisdom in helping us to make the right decisions and to handle the challenges facing us We ask for his blessings upon ourselves and our loved ones. During this season and our winter, that he protect and watch over the beings of the forest and the woods throughout nature so that we may live on this earth in balance with nature. Great Horn God, God of the forest and the woods and the dark of the year, we welcome you. So now we will move into the more active portion of our ritual. As we talked about earlier, we're going to do a visualization as an opportunity to give thanks. And we're going to relax ourselves and think about what you have accomplished 
What have you gained throughout the course of this past year, since last winter, the spring, the summer, and this fall? These things can be material, things that you can touch, maybe a new car, a new home, a new thing of some sort in your life that is making it better for you. They may be immaterial, the love of friends, companionship, a connection with a loved one. Well, these things may be both material and immaterial in the, the love of a new child into your life, into your family. So take a moment to think about what you have gained. What have you, what have you gained this past year? A promotion at your job? A job. Reliable transportation. Greater financial stability. What do you have to be thankful for? There's so much that could answer that question. <clears throat> so take a moment to still your mind and your body. Take a deep breath and relax yourself. Make sure you're sitting comfortably. Preferably not driving. And close your eyes and reflect on what you have to be thankful for and what have you gained. And with your eyes closed, as you relax, picture in your mind the symbol of thanksgiving and the symbol of bounty that we see around us at this time of year, the cornucopia. Visualize and see before you a cornucopia. It can be of any size or color, however it materializes for you. And this cornucopia is going to represent all that we have to be thankful for this year. And as you visualize the cornucopia, you see an object that represents one of those things you have to be thankful for. And an object could be a little toy car to represent a new car in your life. Or a paycheck stub to represent a new job. It can be anything that represents whatever you have to be thankful for. Now with your mind's eye and in your mind, reach out and take that object from the cornucopia and look at it. And what does it represent? What is it that you have to be thankful for? And as you look at this object and think about what it represents, give thanks. State it, say it aloud or in your mind, 
you give thanks. I give thanks. And feel your thankfulness for that which you have gained. And as you turn back to the cornucopia, you see another object. It represents another thing that you have received in this past year that you have to be thankful for. Pick it up and reflect on what it represents. And reflect on your feeling of thankfulness for this which you have received in this year. And as you do, state your thanks. I give thanks. And take a few moments and repeat this gesture as you see more objects appear in the cornucopia representing things you have to be thankful for. And take each one and reflect and state your thanks. Continue to do so.
So what do you have to be thankful for? This is the time to give thanks. And as you visualize this cornucopia and the objects that you've pulled out that represent the things that you have to be thankful for, what do you see before you? How much do you have in your life to be thankful for? You may be surprised at how much there really is when you reflect upon what you've done this past year. And that's a common experience. We often come into these encounters thinking, well, I just have one or two things to be thankful for. And then you hear the input from others and say, yep, me too, me too, me too. And then you think of more things and more things. So keep this visualization of the cornucopia in your mind as we go through the dark of the year and you start to feel down as we tend to during the dark time of the year. And when you need some reinforcement in your life of just what is there, close your eyes Reimagine the cornucopia and think about what you have to be thankful for and what do you have in your life. Maybe that'll help you get through the dark of the year a little better. It helps me. Give it a try. So you can open your eyes and shift around and resettle yourself. as we complete our journey. And as we come out back into the real world of things, we can do a little chant. You know, and it's a small chant. It's an easy chant, but it really means what we're trying to say at this time of year. And it's simply, we give thanks. 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 Blessed be. Blessed be. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Woohoo! And so take this opportunity tomorrow, whether you are with friends, with family, to think about what you are thankful for 
and to put on your your gratitude attitude hat, as Selena says. Let's think about gratitude and really connect with that symbol of the cornucopia mm-hmm. and that symbol of um, abundance. Because abundance can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. That's right. And as we move through the holiday season, there will be stressful times. And this is a time of year when we tend to deal with family and people that bring stress into our lives a little more than we normally would. And the interactions with with family and others and schedules and gifts and everything else that goes on, um, when it does get to be a bit stressed, just step back and think about what you have to be thankful for. A little positive reinforcement like that really goes a long way during the course of the stressful time. And we will now uh, thank our deities and our ancestors and our elements for being with us tonight and with us throughout the wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. And we start by giving thanks to the Divine Masculine in the form of Cornanos, the Horn God the god of the woods and the forest, protector. And we thank him for being with us, for lending us our energy during the season and throughout the year and protecting us and our loved ones through this season and throughout the year. May he continue to look over us, to guide us, throughout the year. The Divine Masculine, Kronenos, the Horn God. We give thanks. Blessed be. Blessed be. And we turn our attention and raise our arms up as we thank the goddess of this dark time of the year, the dark mother, the crone goddess, Caridwin. We thank her for her energy, for watching over us, for protecting us, For allowing us to reach in and look at her cauldron of wisdom and introspection so that we may better see what we do have in our lives to be thankful for. We thank you for being with us during this sacred time. We thank you 
Blessed be. Blessed be. And we thank our ancestors, the ancestors of our immediate family, the ancestors of our culture, the ancestors of those people who have made an impact on our lives, our teachers, our spiritual guides. And we thank them for being with us, for lending us their wisdom, for helping us to be that connection to the past. For watching over us, for visiting us in our dreams, and for lending us their guidance. Ancestors of family, of culture, and our teachers and guides, we thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be. And we face outward and turn our directions to the north. The north, which is symbolized by this cold, dark time of the year, during the wheel of the year, when the sun is weak, when it is dark and cold outside. We know that this light, however, will never end. And so we thank our spirits, elementals, and guardians of the north and of earth for being with us, for being within us, for being that source of strength and stability, to be that source of grounding for us. We thank you for lending us your energies. of physical wealth and physical health, of abundance, prosperity. During this cold, dark time of the year. Spirits, elementals, and guardians of the North and earth. We thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be. And we turn our attentions to the west, to the home of the setting sun. And we thank those spirits, 
elementals and guardians of the west and water for being with us, for helping us to remember, for helping us to heal our souls and hearts and our minds. for sending us messages of compassion and love for our fellow man during this time of the year. We thank you for lending us your energies of introspection. And intuition. And compassion. Spirits, elementals, and guardians of the West and water, we thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be. And we turn our directions back to the south, back to the home of the noonday sun, the source of the fires that burn within us that help keep us motivated during this dark time of the year. And we thank those elementals and spirits and guardians of the fires and of the south for keeping our hearth fires warm and bright, for lending us their energies of creativity, for lending us their fires of protection, of purification, and of cleansing. And during this dark time of the year, we ask our elementals and guardians of the fires to keep our our homes warm, to keep that spark lit bright within us during this darkest time of the year. Elementals, spirits, and guardians of the south and of fire, we thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be. And lastly, we turn our directions back to the east, back to the home of the rising sun. And we thank those spirits and elementals and guardians of the air and the east for being with us, for being within us. for sending us messages of wisdom from our ancestors and from the gods and goddesses, for aiding us in our intellect, for being the home of those logical thoughts, 
elementals, spirits, and guardians of the east and air. We thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be. And as you look around you, you see with your mind's eye that bright shining light, that dome or that globe of protective, warming, connecting light that's around you, around your home and your sacred space during this time. And you see that light, that bright light that you connected to the web of others listening to you and to this ritual on this night. Know that that connection will always be there should you need it. And know that your brothers and sisters of the pagan community are always there. And that you are never alone. And so, when the time is right for you, as the Spirit moves you, let that bubble of light slowly sink and drift down into Mother Earth so that she may be nourished with those thoughts of gratitude as well. So we are always grateful for having Mother Earth and all that she gives us. The circle is open, but unbroken. Mary meet. And Mary part. And, and Mary, Mary meet, meet again. again. Blessed be. Blessed be. And so as we said at the beginning of this, uh, this is certainly something that you can do around Thanksgiving, but this is not the only time of the year that you can do this. Mm-hmm. And remember that uh, this particular show and all shows uh, are available for download later. That's right. If you go to pagansthenight.com, just like you uh, came to, to download this one or to listen to us here, Go to PaganStonight.com. You can uh, browse through and download any of the old shows there, uh, not just ours, but also the Pagan um, Circle Craft Studies Program by Selena Fox and all the other shows that have been on Pagans Tonight Radio Network over the past few years are all available for, for download. So please don't hesitate and feel free to download as you will. <clears throat> and uh, also... Um if you're interested in listening and hearing more about the history and traditions of Thanksgiving, uh, as we said at the beginning of the show, Selena Fox did a uh, her show on Circle Craft Studies last night on history and tradition of Thanksgiving uh-huh. in America. And uh, it was a really interesting show. There were things about it that I didn't know. Um, and so it's always useful for us. I mean, half the time we're, you know, listening in and, uh, you know, we learn things that we didn't know about either. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, I find it quite useful. So make sure 
to listen to her shows as well, and she has a boatload of previous shows Mm -hmm. that are available on the Circle Craft Podcast. And where is that, David? The website for that would be circlepodcasts, all one word, dot O-R-G. One spirit in the dark Like a candle wavers Many spirits joined as one Burn with the power of the blazing sun There is strength in community
are listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 